0: Yo, what up?
1: What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Love God, Love Sex podcast. I'm one of your
0: hosts, Heath Maxwell. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's Jamie. Yeah, and we're doing a different format
1: today, doing some different content. We actually want to do a review show because we saw this very powerful, pivotal episode mm-hmm. hosted by Shan Boudram. For those who don't know, Sharon Boudram is a sexologist and runs the podcast lovers and friends definitely check it out and she had on the remarkable kev on stage who is a well-known comedian uh he started off with the playmakers this kind of christian comedy group and has grown his own digital media imprint along with his wife mrs kev on stage and they have a book out which is called marriage be hard marriage be hard marriage be hard lord it's so hard (laughs) so tired Lord. talk though (laughs) And uh, Shan posted them we'll had them onto a podcast to talk about the specific chapter, Sex Be Hard, with a particular emphasis on long-term sex and all the ups and downs of long-term sex. So with that said, let's just get right into it. Uh, I want to talk about reaction to the episode. What was your re- overall reaction to
0: the episode? Um, I thought it was good, bro. I, I really appreciated the transparency um, that they talked with. You know a lot of times christian couples are not apt to be honest and open yeah, yeah. about some of the things that they experience especially as it relates to sex <laughs> um, so yeah i was i was happy to see how transparent they yeah. are and talk about things that i could relate to as somebody who's been married you know you could relate to um but the one thing that i think st- stood out the most was this uh point that Shan made about the seven-year itch, Mm -hmm. which I guess she said it was a statistic that showed that after seven years or in the seventh year is the year that a lot of married couples or couples in general experience the slump of, you know, we've been having sex on autopilot or we've had this kind of passion, this kind of intimacy for seven years. And then after that, it kind of goes downhill or it fades. And Couples are kind of faced with the reality of redefining what intimacy, good sex, and all of that stuff yeah, looks yeah. like. So, yeah. I thought that was interesting.
1: Yeah, I That's thought. Yeah, well, I thought the episode really brought to bear the ups and downs of married or committed
0: life—not mm-hmm. Mon- monogamy.
1: You know, you could be committed, and be polyamory, but I mean, in the case of monogamy, and <laughs> all of the intricate details that need to be managed to achieve a thriving sex life it becomes very difficult, and we'll get into this in the app a little bit further down, what needs to happen in order
0: for a thriving sex life to to be present? Um, Oh, you know what needs to happen. (laughs) (laughs) So you need to put Put your on All fours and let me get convened.
1: Yeah, but but you know, all all the ins and outs, no pun intended, of what needs to happen to have a thriving sex life. And it was really refreshing to hear a Christian couple Really talk about this, so you know. Let's get into the first concept or the first kind of point uh, that we felt was important to bring here, which is the marriage bed Mm, is undefiled. Undefiled, Undefiled. (laughs) marriage bed, undefiled. So, for those who don't know, and you know, you may be from a different Christian community, or you may may be a non-Christian. The Marriage Bed and is a snippet of line taken from Scripture uh, from Corinthians where the Apostle Paul, some may know him as St. Paul, was talking to the church in Corinth and was talking about uh, various acts around sex. It's not a, a whole elaborate scripture uh, about sex. Uh, actually, can you just find
0: it? Yeah, I was going to say it's, um, it's uh, from Hebrews 13. Oh, wrong. I So that Corinthians, great. Um, marriage is honorable among all. And the bed, the marriage bed, undefiled. But fornicators and adulterers, God will judge.
1: Yeah. So there's a whole lot of context there, which we're not going to get into. Uh, New Testament context: who is a fornicator, who is an adulterer. But that little snippet of the marriage bed is undefiled has been used in purity culture and typically Black Baptist or even larger evangelical Christian circles to, I would say, convince or persuade, brainwash. Convinced over swing, (laughs) don't listen to this dude. It's convinced over swing. (laughs) Young Christians from the ages of maybe twelve and up, once adolescence kicks in, purely happens to wait for marriage because the marriage bed is undefiled. What does that mean? If you're a young person and you're seeing your friends talk about all the joys and wonders of oral sex and getting it in and even masturbation, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. And you're going to college, and people are shooting DNA at each other, and they're having a grand all the time. The pastor would say, or the elders of the church would say, "Wait, I say on the Lord." Exactly. Hold on to God's unchanging <laughs> hand, mm-hmm. and you will experience mm. a sex like no other. Once you said I do, mm. once you sign that piece of paper, and once you've made your, you know, your vows in front of God, family, and community. So the marriage bed is undefiled let's talk about that concept because you know kev talked about it and how that's still a concept in the, in the christian church and how it impacted his marriage
0: yeah i mean it's i think it's uh i don't want to say the church intentionally sells people this dream but i feel like you know the messaging is is kind of centered around there's this reward for waiting on the other side of i do such mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it's like Yo, a lot of people follow that that doctrine and that dogma, and they'll say, you know, I I did it, you know what I mean. Other than one infraction that I had with my ex wife before we got married, um, I partially bought into that. You know what I mean? It was just kind of like after I do and kiss kiss, yo, you you're basically free to do whatever you want with this person mm-hmm. or, or have whatever kind of sex you want to have with your partner. Um, and I I, I think I kind of bought into that a little bit. But I think the issue with it is that it doesn't really tell you how to process your thoughts about sex prior to marriage and your partner's thoughts about sex mm-hmm. prior to marriage. You know what I mean? It it can really kind of just make you think about only the image of freakiness that you've had this whole time <laughs> and all these desires that you've had before yeah. marriage. It doesn't really teach you a whole space for... Um, putting those those thoughts together, and then kind of coming up with how y'all want to be freaks yeah. after y'all get married. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So the issue I have
1: with the marriage bed undefiled is it's false marketing. Mm. It literally is false marketing, and mm. what I mean by that is they're they're marketing or they're trying to imply that once God gets involved in the bedroom mm. in your sex life, I mean, if you're dealing with a six century, it's gonna be mm. supernatural mm-hmm. ten. And, 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 and brother, let me tell you right now, if you're dealing with that skinny, it's going to have girth to any. And let me tell you the hollering and the hooping that your neighbor's going to report you. And all the kinds of ways in which they try to imply that there's almost a magic to God's presence in your in your bedroom. In room, yeah. And listen, whatever your size is now, it's That's going to be, be your a size. After I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, whatever whatever issues you have now, you're going to have issues after I do. Right. The marriage bed undefiled, I think, pro- in addition to that, the marriage, marriage bed undefiled problem is that it brings so many people into the space, like Jay said, with all these expectations while not like, giving them a template for talking and communication, which is the bedrock of great sex. It's mm. the bedrock of great mm. sex. Communication yeah, is if, if you don't know what, you're, what to expect and they don't know what to expect, you're going to have problems. Nothing magically is going to happen in the bedroom. Everything that happens in the bedroom is because you and your partner and made, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. made it happen. Yeah. Now, the biggest thing I think we should tell young people is just say, look, we're Christians. We're of this community. We believe that you know the best opportunities happen in marriage. And, and there's research to show that now. Mm-hmm. Over 100 years of social science research, around marriage and li- those who are married live longer and they're healthier and they they thrive more and that's absolutely okay we should tell young people in christian communities that i have no problem with that whatsoever and
0: have better yo, honestly bro a lot of the married couples that i know what makes it better is that that trust is yeah in. exactly you know exactly. what i mean and we've built this rapport with each other i don't have to worry about the extra belly fat hanging over my my belt you know what I'm saying? Because you love me for me. Yeah, exactly, exactly,
1: exactly. Or at least you
0: ain't going to complain about it. You're going to be respectful of life,
1: right. belly fat, And and I think that's, there's enough there just to tell people plainly, look, marriage is great. We want you to get married, and here's why. And give the reasons in a very logical, loving manner. Right. There's no reason to push a narrative that all of a sudden, whatever you've been watching on porno, you're going to be able to enact in the bedroom after I do on your wedding night because you know what? that's a lie. What if you get with your your partner and you you want to do anal play and they ain't, they
0: ain't into that? Right. Now is the marriage, you know what I mean? Now, no, right, right. Did, did God disappoint you? Right. And, and you know, a lot of people will use that against their spouse. Yeah. It's exactly. like, Yo, I, it was supposed to be, after I do, you're supposed to be the freak du jour. Yes, yes, are yes, supposed yes, yes. to be, you know, everything that I want you to be in a, like, you're supposed to be that vixen all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You know how much sex I turned down to wait? Mm. But it's just like, at the end of the day, you know, well, that was just, you fell for false marketing. And we all have in most religious scenarios, and it's not just in Christianity, it happens in many religions, and that's a whole nother conversation. To kind of transition to this concept of the marriage bed is undefiled, let's talk about an, another piece that I thought was pretty interesting, mm-hmm. something you brought up. And it's the Just Cause Ministry. <laughs> <laughs> and I <don't laughs> want to do it. Just Cause Yeah, yeah, right. So Just Cause means I'm going to honor my partner. In this case, because we're heterosexual men, men to women, right? We're talking about showing up to the bedroom, showing up to the sex event or the sex time, and just making sex all about the woman. Mm-hmm. And so Shan Boojum talks about this, where she asked Mrs. Kevin on stage, you guys have been married for 18 years. How many times has it just been about you, your pleasure? And, you know, Kevin's, he's a comedian. He's like, yeah, you know, maybe two and a half times. And <laughs> the half, the half. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, you know, and Shan's like, you know, so much of sex is the narrative of it starts with an erect penis and ends with a soft penis. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, however that happens. And whatever happens in between there, the woman could can love. just get. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With the low-hanging fruit you can pluck from a tree. Yeah. yeah yeah do not eat from the tree okay <laughs> <laughs> you know uh so it's 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 about that and she talked about her husband recently just had a vasectomy and two days later she was like you know what I'm gonna milk this just give me oral pleasure and he did a great job and she was laying there on her back in just this state in of bliss uh, he kind of just moved her hand
0: over to the joint all over to his over this, yeah, oh, over this yeah, yeah. And she's like, dang, like, why couldn't I just have this? I can't just have this one night yeah. or something where it's just about me.
1: Yeah. And so Jay has always talked about this. In our, you heard this in our se- uh, prior season. And you've probably checked it if you haven't checked out our TikTok, at Love Sex Pod, where we talk about, and Jay really emphasizes just because ministry, just showing up and giving your partner, giving your spouse the best of all that you have and prioritizing their pleasure, even if that means of the controversial moment even if that means you don't get off no pay, no no pay off.
0: yeah give just giving to give yeah. as opposed to giving to get and i mean it's it's a concept that i feel like a lot of men struggle with because we have been conditioned to think there's really no sex unless there's penetration or there's really no sex unless exactly. the penis is involved yeah period yeah. you know what i mean you can have an, an incredible um sexual experience without your man being involved. You mm. know what I mean? It could be it could just be hands and fingers and tongue. You know the tongue and all like, tongue. Yeah and, and mouth. And so yeah. you know, I, I think what I love about it is is it paints the picture of one hand washing the other and both washing the face. Yeah. It's 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 kind of circular this this uh, logic. So if I come prioritizing my partner and they come prioritizing me, then you know, everybody's getting up. It's alchemic and we're taking care of each other. So uh, I just, that's just something that I like to do in general. You know, I I had a partner tell me once, you know, it's not necessarily the mechanics or the things that you do. It's just the fact that you prioritize me Mm -hmm. is what makes me open up. You know what I mean? Because I don't have to, I don't have the demands of, creating the pleasure, like I feel like a lot of mm-hmm. women feel. Yeah, a lot yeah, of women yeah, feel yeah. like, yo, if I don't please him, we didn't really have sex, or this wasn't yeah, a really good experience. Yeah, it's going to be, yeah, low on the yelp, the dick yelp rating. So,
1: for not a good time, if you don't want to have a good time. Not
0: if, the low dick yelp rating. Oh, If man. you don't want to have a good time. We got to do a skid on.
1: This. Yeah, you Well, know, I think, I need to be fair, I <laughs> think dick yelp is a woman
0: rating, man. Oh, but okay.
1: I've heard some of my women friends talk about so much of the demand that women have for the expectation of sex when they're looking for a connection or emotional resonance mm. or an opportunity to feel heard and safe. And what they want is for that not to be connected to. Well, now that I've given you this, you know, go ahead and t- put them two lips on the TLF TLC. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I
0: got to get mine.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, Tupac, MC3. Uh, mc, MC Breed, I got to get mine. I got to get yours. You got to get yours. Yeah. <laughs> got to mine. You got to yours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. And, you know, I think that's something that really needs to be surfaced. And I'm glad Sham brought it up, and I know you've been a big proponent of that. Even on our TikTok, that uh, yeah, one of the TikToks you had, you, uh, you, Dr. Tara, who's on Love Bites, also mm-hmm. great. Well, she talked about that. Do you just give her oral pleasure, just for the sake of horror pleasure? Just, you know, like, you know, as guys, we know that some days you just want head for the sake of head. Mm -hmm. We want it too.
0: Yeah, for sure. Without
1: having the demand of, well, now I got to do this and interrupt my day, what I was going to do after taking this bliss with me out into my day, Mm -hmm. which is ultimately, if you're having morning sex or you're giving morning
0: head to your woman, is uh, ideal for her, taking that bliss with her out into her day. You know, wait, we had shared a clip about that, you know, a couple of months ago where this girl was like, you should never leave your man, or you should always make sure your man buzz before he leaves the house. Yeah, 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 You know, Oh, yeah, you yeah, should yeah Never yeah. leave a man with—he should never walk out the house with a hard penis or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think a lot of women would say, "Yo, son, we want you know. the same thing." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 I,
1: you should never leave the house without giving my 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 clitoris mm-hmm. the love. How about it? She she deserves. How about it? Yeah, yeah. she deserves. Yeah, they, yeah. Love your your woman's clitoris deserves honor, mm. or better yet,
0: and the go worship. back
1: to season one. Yes, that the worship. worship or clitorisers. It's, it's the facts. All right, so, you know, let's transition again to another part of the show, which I thought was really good. Busyness. Mm. The specter of busyness mm-hmm. and how much busyness just plagues long-term committed relationships. Now, we see that with people who have children, right? It goes from routine to routine. to routine, Oh, that's a routine, whole other level of busy. Routine, <laughs> routine. routine, routine. I mean, it just goes on, on and on and on and on, Eric. So do break it down. Yeah, exactly. right. Oh, yeah. Break it down. Uh, but even people who don't have children, marriage becomes about routine because mm-hmm. some of the benefits we talked about, the social science researchers have talked about with marriage come from routine. We're making sure every month we're putting money into the IRA. You know, we're paying the rent at a certain time. We're putting enough money away for this vacation. All that requires and demands good habits and routine. And planning, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where... And how does routine fit into having you know, ecstatic sex when it just seems like
0: we're so busy
1: as committed couples out here?
0: Mm, that's a good question. I mean, we've we've heard before. Um, I don't remember where, but probably just in being at church. Um, mm-hmm. I remember a, a pastor talking about scheduling sex. Yeah. In the same way that you schedule, you have all these other parts of your routine. There's breakfast time. There's Dropping the kids off, there's picking the kids up, there's going to work. So you almost have to make sex a part of your schedule if that's the way that you truly live your life. Now, some people they have a little bit more open schedule. Yeah. Maybe you're an entrepreneur and you only say, hey, I'm gonna work four hours in a day. And if you're able to do that and you have, you know, more free time, maybe you and your partner can have more of that spontaneous yeah. sex. But if you have these routines and, and most of your life is kind of lived um, based on a schedule, sex has to be a part of the schedule. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And I think there's nothing wrong with scheduling sex. I remember hearing a podcast about eight years ago where a woman, a psychologist, was saying women's hormones go from kind of fixing mode to nesting mode, as she called it. And scheduling sex actually gives you something to look forward to. It makes it a priority. A priority, excuse me, and by prioritizing it, it becomes something that gets done because a lot of us, because we need routines and habits to get things done, because you, as most people would argue, are a culmination of the habits that you do. Yeah. So, I mean, how can you have a thriving sex life if you don't make it a habit? And how do you not know, make it a habit if it does become part of
0: your to-do list or your, your scheduling? So, uh, seven habits of a
1: successful- <laughs> 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 exactly. Seven days of a successful TV. 700 is the highly effective orgasm.
0: Yeah, right. right it. Right. You know, it has to be part of the schedule. Yeah, it has yes. to be part of the schedule. You're working out the same way you, you make time to work out, you make time to eat, you make time to shower, you make time to dress for everything. I mean, I think scheduling sex or at least making it a part of the schedule, like you said, it gives you something to look forward to. Man. When you when you're looking forward to something and it's part of your schedule, you show up. I think you show up with better energy. Yeah, for sure you do. Absolutely, and like you said, it gives
1: you something to to really show up and just bring your peak self to your peak
0: attention and, and focus to. Like if you notice know the only time you got for it, you you got to show up with good energy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're saying that and saying, "Oh, I really need this time.
1: I really need to make sure that I'm bringing my my A game." Well, I, I think another thing that he mentioned about long-term sex that I think was pretty powerful, and Kevin on stage gave this analogy, and that analogy is uh, about food, right? Mm. Uh, sex, when you get married, is like food. Sometimes you you just got something on the crock pot, you got something cooking, you got something working in the back, and you know what? That's great home cooked meal. Other times you go out to you know steak and you get some food and. It's amazing. You're at Noble, you're at this you know high-priced restaurant that's great. And sometimes you just get that peanut butter and jelly sandwich well, and you a call it there.
0: <laughs> and
1: it does you right. Now, we know peanut butter and jelly for most people is not as good as filet mignon, but that's just the reality of life. Mm-hmm. Being in a long-term committed relationship is you find these opportunities to maximize sex, but it may not be in these grandiose pornographic ways, where we have these pornified minds where we're just like, it
0: has to be this way.
1: But if that doesn't work for you and your partner and your time constraints, why would you go that way
0: anyway? Right, well, put those demands on yourself to have that kind of Michelin star. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Quality sex, with yeah, you. Yeah. you don't have to talk. Or, like we're talking about, if you know this is the only time you have it, you gotta go the extra mile to create the environment. For yeah, you yeah, absolutely, yeah.
1: absolutely. So, you know, I think that's something that, to keep in mind. Because when we talk about sex over the long haul, things change. And another book I read, Sexual Intelligence, the author talked about how a lot of us hold in our minds, right? We hold in our minds our 25-year-old sex self, even though we were at 35, 45, 55, 65, 75. Mm-hmm. We still think, I hope I'm having sex at 75. Yeah, That's the goal. That's where I eat right. That's why I take supplements. I'm really trying to be. Ooh, I want
0: to be beating it down. Oh 80,
1: 80, 80, 80 I really do, guys. That's just my own personal preference. Ding. Uh, but what he talked about in that is the problem with that kind of thinking is you are missing out on the opportunities or the realities that are happening in the present day. For example, maybe you know now that you're 45, you're 55, you take a certain type of medication that makes your mouth dry. But you're so busy thinking about your 25 year old self that you are operating out of arrogance and you won't just put a glass of water right by the bedside so that you could take a drink of water in the midst of having sex. I mean, you're still having powerful, majestic sex, but now it's getting ruined because you really aren't taking care of your body while you're doing it. And what could happen is the quality of the sex starts to go down, all because you were just being arrogant about a glass of water by the bed.
0: Yeah. Things have changed. It's It's hard to have quality sex with uh, (laughs) a (laughs) cop. Exactly. Big time. time. You want to kiss, you might want to go down or kiss certain parts of the body. It's hard to do that with sandpaper mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So... You know, we talk about
1: long-term sex. You are going to change. You are going to evolve. Your body will change as well. It doesn't always mean it's going to be called you know inter- decrepitude, but you want to keep yourself open to the various changes and slight additions you may need to make in order to still have a pleasurable, majestic experience. You know what? do you think is a takeaway for this episode for those who may not go and watch the episode, we recommend it, but you may not watch it on time. You are watching no, us. Thank you. By the way. Uh, what do you recommend people take away from this episode as far as long-term well, committed sex?
0: Uh, well, one, you have to be transparent with each other about where you're at in your sex journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized a lot of people are going to get this information while they're probably in the journey. So I would just say, You'll be as honest and open as possible about where you are. Um, I would say definitely think about ways that you can schedule sex or put sex, place sex into your schedule and your routine. Um, and then the third thing I would say is have more conversations about the level of freaky that y'all both want to reach. You know, Kevin and Miss Kev on stage talked about, I'm going to call her Melissa, um, but they talk about this red, green, red, red, yellow, green list yeah, that they yeah, have. It and it's so like good. the yeah. red is just off limits no matter what. Under no circumstances are we engaging in that. Yeah. And then you have the yellow list, which might be, hey, when we on vacation, this is okay. This is cool. And then green is just, listen, stand- it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. We can get down like yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. at any given time. Yeah. So I think- that's that's something that a lot of people could probably benefit from, is oh, having sure. your your red, yellow, and green list. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the takeaways
1: from the episode is to be patient with each other and your evolution. And Kev talked about uh, Melissa's, thank you, um, giving her name and not calling her Mrs. Kev on stage. Oh, she goes by that. But yeah, 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 yeah. But we want to, you know, preserve you know, mm-hmm. everyone's identity, individuality.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, she, they, he talked about her evolution. How when he first married her, because she was a virgin, he was not, she was taught in, in her church tradition well, what if I, I don't want to have sex? And he does, we'll just lay there because that's your obligation. Right, so lay down man, and be nice. Yeah, lay down and be nice, which has its own problems with it, which we can talk about in another episode. But now she's empowered. She's familiar with herself. And he loves the fact that she'll come into the room and be like, I'm doing this. I'm taking this. This is mine. This moment's for me. It's not about you and being powerful and assertive. And I think you have to leave room for the evolution of you and your partner to take hold and to transform your sex life, to enhance it, mm. to make it better, to add more facets, or for you to see more facets of that diamond, right? To see how the light's reflecting it. There's always more beauty there. The more you observe, the more you take time for the observation to take place. So definitely recommend uh, for anyone out there, be patient and trust the process that happens with you as you mature and you age. Some Aging and I think getting older doesn't always come with decrepitude. I think so much of that happens. And I know I get caught up in that. Jay hears it all the time. But for me, man, you know, as you go along,
0: there's going to be more
1: opportunity to grow and evolve.
0: Yeah. So sex be hard, marriage be hard, but there's always, um, you know, a solution in that. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, I'd like to end the tunnel. Uh, Before we wrap up, if you haven't checked out, we're on social media. Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, uh, TikTok, TikTok, Instagram yeah. at LoveGod, love, love Sex Pod. Uh, definitely check out our TikTok. We have over I think close to 200 videos now and. We have uh, that video we talked about, when we talked about the uh, Just Cause Ministry. James is going to be doing some more on TikTok about that. Because uh, we just think there's so much that can be said about it. And we all need to hear it, mm-hmm. ourselves included. Thanks for uh, tuning into this episode. Peace.
0: Peace.